Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. Hi, everyone. So welcome back to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast. And I am so delighted to have a bit of a superstar with me today. Hello, Mr. Van Orden. Hey there, Joe. Glad to be here. Oh, so pleased to have you here. And thank you so much for being here with your cold. I should explain to everyone that we are both actually kind of end of the year Snotsville here. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's that time of the year. This is just before Christmas now where everyone is like crawling towards the finish line, longing for the mulled wine and fireside chat. So Jason, I really appreciate you being here, especially so. Thank you. Absolutely. So just as a quick overview to this amazing guy that I have with me, I'm just going to read just a snippet of his about page. So for more than 12 years, Jason has worked with over 6,000 students and clients, teaching them how to monetize their unique brilliance with content marketing, scalable courses, and automated sales systems. Many of his students have built multi-million dollar businesses and have become top authors, bloggers, podcasters, and speakers in their field. I mean, that just gives us a little insight <laughs> as, to how much, as to how much I fangirl over you, Jason. But do you want to just uh, say hi yourself and kind of intro your brilliance? All right. So just tell a little more of my story. and Yeah, just kind of, yeah. yeah. To, okay, yeah. Let's see, how far back should we get? No. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I've been I've been online for a while. I guess if I even include my days as a musician, which really is also entrepreneurial. I've been an entrepreneur mm. seventeen years. Though I don't have one of those, you know, hey, I was selling lemonade when I was six on the corner, you know, kind of stories. I actually did, had no idea of being. <laughs> you haven't got one of those backstories. No, I didn't even know I'd be an entrepreneur until like in my twenties. I was like, oh, business owner, that's a thing I could be. Okay, sure, yeah, okay, you know, because I wanted more freedom and all the things that people want. But uh, yeah, so I uh, I've been online for a while and. All these students that I've had the opportunity, many of which have been taught by my last company, which was based on a podcast, which was the first podcast that uh, was ever created about internet marketing and internet business. And this is like mm. 2005 when podcasting was brand new. And back in those days, I was also a business podcasting consultant and speaking all over the world about podcasting and how to use it in business and uh, also taking some heat because I was, you know, one of the first ones to be like, how do we, you know, use this podcasting thing to sell and make money? <laughs> and newfangled thing. Yeah, because back in those days... That was like MySpace days, I suppose, wasn't it? MySpace right, yeah, and MySpace all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really old school. So, so yeah, that's so you're right at the forefront there of the podcasting stuff. And I actually didn't even know that, it, you know, I was happy to be the business podcasting guy for a while there. And, you know, that was a lot of fun. And the thing I loved about that was that uh, podcasting really grabbed my interest because mm. it was a such a great medium for sharing your ideas and your voice. And, you know, in a very, you know, people get to hear your your personality and, and your stories yes. in a different way than a written word. Apparently that worked well because one of the podcasts, which was the Internet Business one, then took off and within two years, what became this, you know, business that uh, <laughs> selling, you know, entrepreneurial training with, uh, you know, it was a, I had a co-host, a, a co-founder in that business and uh, people started asking for training and stuff. So yeah, that's... Apparently uh, that did work rather well, it would seem. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that took off big time, didn't it? Let's not it, underestimate. That was huge. Right. It, it, is, it did do quite, quite well. And it's always, you know, it's always nice when those uh, things that you're kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say I was just doing it for fun. Yeah, I mean, I was doing it because it was fun yeah. and, and unexpected and, and it ended up, uh, you know, being the right thing at the right time that converged and turned into this whole 
whole business, which is was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, three three years ago, I left that business just simply because it had been ten years and eleven years mm-hmm. of that podcast, and I was ready for a change. I'm still technically a partner in the business, but. Uh, mm-hmm. More recently, I've been uh, drawing from my experience and my strengths and my interests and vision and, and mission to put together the best possible frameworks to help thought leaders with strategy. So and by thought leaders, I just mean, you know, people who feel compelled to share a, a message, a method, a story that they want to have transformative changing effect on some part of the world. And I love the fact that these days, unlike, you know, even as little as 20 years ago, like now anybody can have that voice. 20 years ago, you had to have access to mm. major platforms, whether yeah. that, you know, best-selling books or TV, the news, you know, if you, you had to be Oprah or the Dalai Lama or, yeah. you know, but now you can be just you know, so-and-so in Ireland or middle America or, you know, yeah. Asia, anywhere. Right. And, and, and start your, your thing and tell your story. And I think it's, I really loved, sorry, Jesse, I, I was going to say that I really, really loved how you just defined a thought leadership there, because I think often when we hear thought leadership, we think, oh, that can't be me. You know, like it is the Oprah's, it is the Dalai Lama's, it is right. the people who are above me in my industry and it feels insurmountable but what you just said there was so lovely it's like it's anyone that has a message to share wants to make an impact yeah well and there's really a need for it right like I mean it's no secret that there are a lot of problems and things to you know figure out in the world and so yeah uh, the answer to that is going to be a diversity of ideas and innovation and so there are a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, whatever people that need to hear that story, that perspective from that person. And yes. uh, I call this the long tail of influence and impact. And that mm-hmm. we have the blockbuster influencers now. This is, uh, and this goes back to an idea from a book called The Long Tail that was written, I don't know, about a decade mm. ago. And now we have all these little niche influencers that. Uh, yes. So it's, and the big kicker there is I firmly believe that the cumulative influence and impact on, you know, the world as a whole, when you add up all of the change and things that will happen from all those, I don't want to call them micro influencers because I don't want to, you know, mm, do mm. the possible impact there. But like you add up all the influence of all these, like it's going to far outweigh the impact of the blockbuster influencers. I mean, you know, I'll do respect to Apple and Elon Musk and, mm. you know, whomever, right? But like it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your hat tip, guys. Also, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, we really do. I love, I love, 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 love all of this, and I want to delve back into actually one of the tools which got you to where you are now, which I know was really kind of instrumental in in really formulating your framework. So I know that your daily email that you started a little while ago now, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just want to explain a bit about that? Yeah. So I've been, uh, in full disclosure, it's a sometimes daily email. I've, I've noticed I go <laughs> these spurts of like daily for like seven to 10 days because I have, you know, inspiration and the time to do it. Actually, I have inspiration every day for it, but like it's, uh, anyway, but yeah, it's, uh, it's still serving the purpose that I started it for. And I am going to crack the code of how to really, really consistently be daily. So I had been kicking this idea around for actually a few years. I remember. I don't know, about five years ago, even thinking, man, I want to put out like a, a piece of content every single, mm. um, and I'm not talking just a little status update, but just like a piece of content. And it didn't have to be, you know, huge written out article. Now it didn't happen back then for a number of reasons, but at the time I'd been inspired by a friend of mine who is a songwriter, a musician. And one year, I think it was like 2010 or something, she, you know, woke up on January 1st, released a song and said, I'm going to write a song every day of the year this year. And, 
And wow. um, I was so inspired by this idea. Wow. And her reason for doing that was that she just wanted to hone her craft and prove her creativity. She wanted to push the limits of what she could do and create and think. And I think she too didn't always like get one out every single day, but I don't know, it was like 150, 200 songs or something she released that year. Wow, that's a body of work right there, isn't it? Yeah. You know, some of them are amazing. Some of them are okay. It pushed her to start collaborating and trying different things to, because you'd have to, to keep fuels stoked. So that was, that's an idea that just stuck in my mind. And so finally, recently, I mean, and just another piece of my story that's relevant here is that then after leaving that last business, I've spent the last three years, you know, doing a lot of consulting, doing a lot of exploring, a lot of, you know, learning about new ideas, just kind of seeing where I wanted to go next, what I wanted to say next and put out in the world next uh, for my body of work. And, you know, a few months ago, really some, a lot of things solidified and clicked and I I started seeing, okay, this is is where I want to go with what I'm doing. And Mm. so I needed to start like really expressing those things online or publishing them somewhere because, you know, I'd gone from a podcast every week and creating content regularly for 11 years to just working one-on-one with people, having conversations with people that were valuable, but not really being very prolific. So it's like, okay, I, you know, I need to, I'm just going to choose a channel, really focus, double down, start uh, being prolific again. And I just I decided an email list was, was, it felt like a good way to do that. So yeah, I started the daily email as a way to be more prolific, to push my creativity to I mean, you know, when you know that you're going to try to write an email every single day, like immediately your mind is just yeah. like all the little ideas you can pull from your radar is being honed and turned up. You you are unlodging ideas and, and from your subconscious and so making room for more. You're seeing what resonates with people and getting feedback more often you're increasing your chances of creating you know some of your best stuff you are engaging your most intrigued interested loyal audience with the work Mm -hmm. that you're putting out on a regular basis and there's all these things that come from that and uh on a strategic side i knew well the best stuff then i can easily repurpose and put out there you know as snippets on or you know in a number of different ways as well so yeah that, that's played a really key part and I've I love it it's been amazing hasn't it and you know when I signed up to your daily emails I would often write back to you and go oh my gosh I love that one I love that one and what I also enjoyed seeing and and sort of witnessing you go through that process as a, as a sort of bystander was noticing how it was changing the way you thought about your frameworks and how you were able to think about you know your services and, and your positioning because you're synthesizing and making sense of stuff as you output you're kind of going through the process of you know redefining things of you know having those ideas ignited on the regular which makes you see new opportunities all the time like it's like flexing that muscle which is incredible and this is something which I love 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 kind of sharing with my peeps as well is that if you have the simple practice of doing something new every day even if it's a tiny tiny thing like you know try something new out on Spotify or listen to any podcast or walk a different way home. And and you combine that with the practice of outputting something every day, even if it's like a piece of mark making or you do a kind of Instagram photo that you're really considering or you do output words every day, it forces you to get into that framework, you know, to, to get to that mindset of thinking about stuff. And I know personally, I can usually tell when I'm in that zone, you know, when I walk around and I'm thinking in blog titles or, <laughs> or stories and I'm like, oh, that would be a good story and that would be a great thing. And I think, you know, once you can attune your brain to that process of constantly having ideas and seeing things in a new way, it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, you know, and it's... Uh... 
I mean, for anybody who's like sitting here thinking like, but how in the world are you going to do it daily? It's like, you know, it's, Mm. yeah, your brain figures it out. I mean, you'd be surprised how every little idea and story can turn into something. And, you know, I'll admit, like sometimes I'm writing one and I'm like, man, am I, am I just phoning this one in? Cause I need to get one today done today. Like (laughs) this doesn't feel as strong as that one I wrote yesterday or a few days ago or whatever. And then I'm like, well, it's 1am. I need to hit send on this thing. So I'll send it. Yeah. And then I wake yeah. up to an email. I was like, man, yeah, you've written a lot of good stuff lately, but that one last night, that was really awesome. You know, so it's like, well, for that person, wow. it was wow. totally wow. resonant, right? And there's a lot of ego to get over. It's I say this out loud knowing that I'm still internalizing this, but it's like, look, you just, you put it out there and you let the audience decide. And when I say audience, it doesn't, it's not even necessarily the audience as a whole, but even that each audience of one, let them decide what's re- relevant and resonant, right? And so sometimes you'll be surprised what you put out and people are like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so you're, you know, what I also loved what you said, Jason, was about, you know, you decided, like, right, I'm going to double down. I'm going to choose a format and I'm just going to, like, that's my thing. I'm going to do my emails. That's what I'm doing. So I think, you know, from experience of talking to my audience and my peeps, I know that a lot of people struggle with the shiny object thing of, like, but should I be on Instagram stories or LinkedIn or email or Facebook and all of the things? And they freak out and get a paralysis. And you're like, no. I'm going to commit to writing one email every day or as often to every day as I can because life, you know, it happens. And you created this huge body of work. And, and, you know, when we think about the artists, a lot of artists behind the scenes would say, well, they've done kind of hundreds of sketches, but actually one piece of mark making was amazing. And that's the one you see. And you go through so many iterations of things, but you're doing that in a public arena as well by, you know, committing to do it publicly. You know, Seth Godin too, you know, he's committed to writing a blog post every day and and, you know he'll often say that you know because he's committed to that he says no to other things but it forces him to think in a certain way and by committing to take part in that process you know you are forcing yourself to go through all of the um all of the self-sabotage things as well I would imagine right because I know myself when I commit to sort of doing something daily it's like yeah but I really need to go and like do something really not appropriate now like you know it just gets so obsessed by something that seems really insignificant by means of procrastination you're like I should really go and hoover it's like I never hoover but if I've committed to write you know 500 words a day I'm gonna want to hoover (laughs) or do something that's really gonna pull me off task so how have you overcome any of those procrastination or avoidance things as they've come up? Yeah, this is a great question because definitely one of the reasons I started that was as a bit of a perfectionist therapy because I do have that aspect in me. And uh, <laughs> I could tell that I, even though I was really starting to have these ideas and it was time to like start putting them out there more publicly and be prolific, that I was still kind of like hesitating a number of ways. And, you know, one of the first places I was playing around with it was on on Facebook. And there was something about a Facebook status that felt less it needed to be just right or whatever. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, is I found myself writing like these thousand word Facebook updates. I know everything like who in the world reads those, but then, then I get <laughs> 30 comments and you know, people were reading it. So it's like, okay, well, I need to get over myself. I mean, it, there's this humility that obviously needs to come with uh, creativity and leadership. And I was realizing I was just selling myself short, selling others short by and I know like you can logically say that and then you have to like actually own it. And, and the truth is like until I actually really started doing the daily email, I didn't fully start releasing that. But making that commitment definitely helps announcing it publicly. So I went on Facebook and I made one of these, you know, thousand word posts that was really compelling. And then I kind of left this open loop and this, you know, and said, 
and I'm going to continue talking about this over on this um, email list over here. And by the way, it's going to be daily, but it's going to be good. So mm-hmm. check it out if you want. There's a couple of things there. So one, I was making that commitment publicly. I realized that one of the reasons I was, and this is an ego thing, one of the reasons I was hesitating sometimes to post now on Facebook is like, well, unless I know it's going to get those 30 comments. Now almost I would set this expectation for myself. <laughs> Let's say no, yeah. it's going to be those 30 comments and, you know, and a whole ton of likes and a few shares. I don't want to put it out. So then I was almost like holding, starting to hold back. Um, mm. I, was like, well, I need to just flip that on its head. But I do know, and this is just something that I realized about myself, really it was about wanting to know that what I put out there would have an audience. And we all know like the Facebook algorithm is a little funky and sometimes mm. it gets seen. Mm. And so I was always like trying to worry about, oh, is this going to get enough early likes and comments then to get seen through? So I was like, okay, well, email and if I say it, like email goes right to the inbox, if I say it's daily, only people who really want to get it are going to sign up for it. But at the same time, I'm getting an audience. And that's what I was realizing about myself. I mean, I mentioned briefly, I was a musician. Mm-hmm. And you know, a musician loves getting on stage, sharing their song, seeing a reaction to it. I'll admit, like, I want to put good ideas out there that get a reaction. And I knew it's like, look, if I can just get a few dozen people to sign up for this daily email at first, and I'll have this audience kind of watching me as I unfold this daily email and start sharing my ideas. So I just kind of made it a thing. Hey, I'm going to start this daily email and and gave myself an audience. So really the bigger point there is I asked myself, like, what do I need or what would make this fun or what would motivate me? Not just in a commitment, like accountability way. I mean, yeah, that's good too. But like in a just knowing that I had a few dozen people every day who were like waiting to see an email. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that just felt motivating. Turns out I got like 230 people immediately to sign up off of oh, Facebook of for, for that cool. email. So, and to be fair, I mean, I do because I've been online for a while. I don't want anybody to go in like, oh my gosh, how did you like, I don't know, maybe that doesn't seem like a lot to people. So maybe some people are like, how did you get 230 in one day to sign up with one post? I mean, you know, I've been online for a while. I've got a few thousand like, and I have a very- That's what's really lovely. I have a very open Facebook. It's really lovely here as well. Right, so. Yeah, I know. But the fact that you would even be humble about, you know, I'm just going to have a couple of dozen people. It's like, dude, (laughs) you know, that is, you know, it's so lovely that you wouldn't even kind of be like, right, I'm going to start off and I'm going to have 10,000 people out the gate. You're just like, do you know what? I'm going to play with it. And it's a playbook. And I think that's so awesome because that goes across the board. Can you be starting out who are starting to build their audience and their list and starting to create and to use that content creation maybe for market research and for feedback and all that stuff that it's amazing for might feel overwhelmed and think oh but is anyone going to listen well hey just start and get people you know get the feedback start to spread the word and the fact that you were really humble about that I really love that there was no kind of that you didn't feel like you had to create this huge stage before you started sharing this stuff and also you can repurpose that right and you know if I know you've been repurposing some of that content on various channels right and then going back to the perfectionism or the procrastination thing, like you make that commitment, you give yourself a couple of things that'll be motivating. I knew that I had some topics I wanted to talk about. So if people are signing up to get, you know, daily emails about that topic, that's motivating. And so then you now, if I'm writing daily with that commitment, you can't overthink too much. You know, and I just did try to think of it as a kind of a idea playground to try things out. And at first I just used a very simple formula, which I still use quite often. And it's just like, take a little story, sometimes just from that same day, you know, I'm mm-hmm. often I'm writing these in the evening or at night and then relate it to like the topic at hand. Right. And, you know, <laughs> it might be something as simple as doing a magic trick with my daughter. And I don't even remember how I related that to what the topic was at hand, but right now, but. Uh, That's then, perfect though. Because that's a little story. It is, it is, and that's playing the kind of idea mashup, which I love to kind of encourage people to do. And 
you know, one of the sort of 10 by 10 idea hacks, which some people might have uh, come across in my work and I'll link to it as well in the yeah. notes below is where you list, you know, 10 things that you've just learned, you know, 10 things that you've just done today, you know, 10 things that your clients recently asked you, you know, 10 things that made you laugh. Yeah. And you just start with this repository of ideas and then you go, Hey, let's play idea mashup and let's see, you know, you know, exactly what you just did, you know, okay, how can I link playing with my daughter today with, I don't know, learning how to create an evergreen long form post, right? And then you've got something which immediately is going to be different from what anybody else is putting out on that day because, you know, no one has that story that you have. And, you know, I think there's so many things that I just want to pull out from what you said as well. But one thing that I really love about this as well is it does away with that whole thing of of everyone else is saying it. You know, who am I to say this? All that kind of imposter syndrome, which we can have at any stage of our businesses. No one has your experience, expertise, approach and personality. No one has has your unique set of eyes on the world and your input and your way of diffusing and synthesizing ideas for other people. So the way that you or I would present information will be different from how anybody else. And our lens is really different. So your people out there need you to be presenting stuff in your way. Right. So my clients, you know, when they work with me, aren't going to be surprised that they'll jump on a call and I'm likely to be covered in glitter or, (laughs) or, you know, surrounded by my Bengal cat because it's like, oh, that's Joe. She's been to her rave and she's done such and such. It's like, because they know all that stuff. They know about my life. I've shared it in stories and it repels or attracts immediately by showing up as yourself. I also just want to track back to the fact that choosing email is one of the things that you've done here, which kind of blows the blueprint up again, because in this era where we're moving towards, you know, the stories and, you know, like really quick ephemera, like stuff which we can fly through. You've gone back to an old school way, which serves your purposes amazingly. So, you know, rather than thinking, right, you know, what's the next big thing? What do I need to search for? You've gone back to a formula and a format that works really well and served you right here. Yeah. It didn't have to be like a big shiny thing. No. And yeah, it absolutely shouldn't be about the channel. I think there's way, and I'm sure you talk about this, there's just way too much focus on what channels should I work next when really what people need to think, be thinking about is just like, what do I really want to say next? Like regardless of the channel and maybe it's just the marketer or the teacher in me, you know, hearing anybody listening to us right now going, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but mm. I mean, look, it's so saturated online right now. Mm. And it is now requisite. Like you absolutely have to have your own voice. It, it, like it's, it used to be, I mean, hey, I was very fortunate in 2005 to start the first podcast about internet business and that turned into a thing. It turned into a business because I got to the channel early and we've had blogging, we've had YouTube, we've had live broadcasting, mm. we've had all these social media channels. We've had, and yeah, we'll probably at some point have some other channel. I know some people hopped on Periscope, got big followings before that like went away and have leveraged that. But the truth is that now it's no longer novel to just start a blog about something. Yeah. Five years ago, that could have been your novelty thing. That could have been the remarkability that helped you stand out. The channel is not the remarkability factor anymore. It has to be like every other artist in the world has, you know, had to figure out whether you're a songwriter or a visual artist, whatever, you got to find your voice. Like, what are you trying to say? What can only you say? Where do you need to stand that only you can stand? Who are the metaphorical thousand people that need to hear that from you? And that's Mm -hmm. the big thing here that I'm trying to say, not only from a creativity standpoint, but also just a business positioning, branding, marketing, sales standpoint. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that's so true. Voice. 
It's, you know, we have to go back to the old school, the basic marketing principles, no matter what you're talking about on what platform, you still need to be talking to your market, right? And we have the opportunity now to kind of create our, our own markets by talking directly to the people we want to. We have, you know, all this technology, we can do this stuff. But unless you are clear about what you're talking about and your voice and your take on things, none of it matters <laughs> because it is not going to go anywhere. And also, like, unless you've started and you are going through the painful process of, oh, my God, you know, my, you know, my first ever YouTube videos, my first audio stuff, anything that anyone ever does first is horrific. So just get it out of the way. Like, start doing your stuff and start honing your craft because yeah. it's not going to be perfect straight away. And what I love, love, love now is when people sign up to my list or, or even buy something and they say, oh, my goodness, you know, like I started following you years ago in your first blog. I'm like, oh, wow, did you? That's amazing. And they'll have seen the transition and people come with you. So rather than it being a bad thing that you started in things that are kind of less than refined and polished, actually, your audience loves seeing that because they can see how far you go and they come along with you. Unless you press play or press publish, you know, no one's going to hear anything. So start getting your voice out there and you must have seen incredible changes in this landscape since 05 when you were doing your podcast Jason that's huge well yeah and the biggest thing if someone asked me what's the biggest change it's like well the noise floor has gone way up right noise as fantastic yes. as it is that everybody can have a voice it's like well and the gatekeepers are gone the lord the barrier to entry is lower and that just means that a lot more people have come online saying things if you want to resonate and stand out from the noise I think you got to be prolific. You got to find your voice and you got to just double down on who you are and expressing that in a way that only you can express it. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And also one of the things I loved that, you know, about you, you know, presenting your content in one of your emails was you had a kind of invitation, I think, to work with you at one point. And what I loved about this particular offer was it was on a, on a lovely Google doc. <laughs> it was, you know, no fancy sales page. And that was like, wow, yes, you can rip the rule book up. You can just say, hey, yeah. you know, here's what I'm offering. And so many people get hung up on, is my website fancy enough? Is my, it doesn't matter if you're saying great things that your people want to hear. It doesn't matter if you're writing them an email or a postcard or whatever. They want to hear from you. And I loved you sending out that offer on a simple Google Doc. And I think even added your WhatsApp number, you know, be like, hey, look, if this is something you're considering, you can contact me. Yeah. It's like amazing. Like, you know, be different, be open because that, you know, just those simple choices showed so much about who you are, you know, about saying, this is who I am, you know, come and chat with me, you know, hear about it. And it takes away all the kind of the saturation and the blueprints and the, you know, yes. <laughs> oh man, the BS. And yeah, yeah, all the BS. And in fact, I wrote a post. It's a $3,000 program and I sold it off of yeah, <laughs> Google Doc. I don't even want to call it a sales page, <laughs> right? And, yeah, absolutely. You didn't have like myriad of funnels and upsells and downsells. And, oh, and guess what? Like about. writing a daily email, it gets so much easier to sell. Like we're so used to seeing these promotional sequences and launches and, you know, you like have your really boring weekly newsletter and all of a sudden launch. It's like, well, guess what? When you're sending really interesting, compelling <laughs> stuff every day, my sales pitches and my emails are just like, and for, and to learn like more ways to do this thing I just talked about in the email, go check this. It's just like these little, I actually pitch, I didn't do this at first, but now it's like, I'm not afraid to pitch in every single email, but it's not like a hard pitch. But again, like you're having so many op opportunities to resonate and get in there, have somebody go, oh yeah, that, wow. And you know, the number of people that signed up and said, yeah, that email today, totally like I was reading it and just nodding my head and going, yeah, you're right. I need that. And 
So like all of a sudden selling got easier too. So, and look, this is coming from somebody, people might be going, yeah, Jason, you've been online forever and ever writing emails. Of course this is easy. It's like, look, yes, I have written a lot of email and I have gotten better over the years and I have written for launches, but guess like, for the first 12 years or whatever of online, it was hard for me to write sales emails. And one of the okay. biggest reasons is I was trying to follow a formula. Like, well, this is what you're supposed to do when you copyright. This is what you're supposed to do when you're launching. And now it is like so much easier for me to write emails and sell. I don't know why it's taken me more than a dozen years to figure it out, but I finally like found this <laughs> my voice where Amazing. it's just the ease is... is and yeah, and, and people go like, hey, I don't read emails and newsletters anymore, but for some reason I'm waiting for yours every single day. It's like, great, go find- Totally, I'm the Go same. find a thousand people that'll say that to you. <laughs> golden, you know? Oh, totally. And that word ease there is so key because ease and creativity go hand in hand, right? We can't feel creative. We can't look for new ideas if we're trying to jam stuff into old frameworks and into the shoulds and the coulds. It doesn't work. And if you can find that flow- And hey, this is the other thing about creativity and being able to access that way of thinking is that you get things done. I think recent research has shown that you get things done 500% faster. So even though the daily practice of sitting down to sort of double down and get the workout might at first be a little bit, you know, there might be some resistance there towards it. But if you can find that flow, that workflow, that zone of being able to have those ideas and output them, you're going to get things done five times faster. doesn't it you fly through it and not only that but your sales become easier because you're rocking up every day giving value like it's a no-brainer but not everyone will do it in fact very few people will do it as you said because it's a discipline and it's a practice and it feels overwhelming whereas in actual fact it's paving the way for it to be so much easier I love sort of playing with what's possible and how we can use what's already out there and what's already happened and rip it up and start again. For example, this will go out in January where I'm starting a brilliant signature treasure hunt where I'm kind of pulling apart and questioning, okay, well, what if rather than one person broadcasting on webinars, we have our audience broadcasting back to us? What does that look like? What about if we didn't have emails? I had, you know, treasure hunts of different geocaching stuff, of postcards. So I've got a whole set of treasure hunt things going on. And I'm going to be documenting the whole thing from behind the scenes of the people who are on the treasure hunt. So it's, it's kind of completely flipping everything on its head. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. It could be interesting. It could fall on its face, like whatever. I'm cool with that. I want to see what happens if we play outside of the rule book. But, you know, within playing, you know, we find that ease as well, don't we? Of saying, well, do you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm just going to see what happens and experiment. And you can be the person that turns something on its head and gets noticed. Or you can be the person that, you know, that has your unique angle on it. And that will help you stand above the noise. Whereas if you're using all the same stuff in whatever industry you're in, you're just going to get washed away with all the rest of it. I totally agree. And this is where my fandom returns back to you. I mean, I'll say when I started doing the daily email, I signed up for your email. I think I bought one or two of your things because I know that you're like about thinking differently, thinking, and I'm like, I'm going to need some more creativity here. So <laughs> I'm right. And also, yeah, I absolutely agree. Not only is it more fun, not only is it going to be easier, it is so needed. Like the people you're trying to reach, their attention's getting harder to get. They are learning to tune out. I don't understand why, I guess in some ways I do understand why people default into the echo chamber and just kind of copy externally in order to put 
But we are now to a point where, and not to be a broken record, but it is, if you want to succeed, this kind of breaking the blueprint and finding your voice and being more prolific and just doing it the way that you can do it, like, is so, so necessary. And yeah, I totally Absolutely. And I see time and time again, in fact, one of my lovely clients recently, they, you know, they literally had a blueprint for this online launch that they did and were heartbroken that, you know, they followed this whole framework of stuff and it just didn't work. And I was, and, you know, when we tapped into it, it was like, okay, well, there was no ease and flow for you around this. There was no, like, it, it felt so restrictive. It felt so formulaic. And since they started back, you know, creating content for their audience in a way that felt amazing, which was literally kind of, you know, when they were going for hikes and when they were out and about, they had these stories to share now it's flying and now the sales are coming back in because those sales are related to how easy it feels for you for how you it feels as well and your own unique viewpoint is really creative because only you have it it's important to just play around with it and to experiment isn't it Absolutely. And so what I'm dedicated to, see, I love how you're dedicated to helping people be creative, find that voice. And I am dedicated to helping people then strategically then applying and translating it to the digital realm online in a way that it, you know, it translates and turns into an actual business model that supports the body of work that they, that they want to put out there. And um, I think that's exciting stuff. It's so exciting. So I'm going to be putting the link to your daily email in the show notes for this as well. So where else can we find you in the online interwebs? I mean, really, I think that's one of the best things right now is just get on my email list. Perfect. I, I used to say like, oh, I'm on Facebook a lot, but I'm finding myself more and more just wanting to publish there. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Get on the email list. That's really the best thing if you want get to get on the list about. and see what, yeah. yeah, see what this is all about. See it in action. So that's what we've talked about. And, um, but yeah, jasonvanorden.com is my, is my website. And uh, I am getting better about re- republishing some of the best contents over on my blog. But kind of like you said, it's like the whole thing of like, you don't need a site, you don't need this, you don't need that. Like I have, I have, actually completely neglected my blog for about three years but it didn't stop me from getting a lot of fantastic <laughs> right. clients and making great money and doing making great contributions and impact so oh my gosh exactly I have a blog domain for you know a couple of months I don't think I, but I have been publishing on various other places and having conversations and still the sales are coming in so as you say yeah. like it doesn't have to be that formulaic and I can't wait for my peeps to sort of check out your email you know sequences and see what's going on and to really just enjoy all the storytelling and the open loops and just see the genius that is Mr. Van Orden and um Thank you so much for being here with me today with your cold. (laughs) Well, you know, as we've talked, I've felt the uh, cold medicine kicking in. I'm actually feeling much better. Plus, probably talking passionately about interesting things helps you feel better too, right? It totally, totally does. But but go have a story. I feel like I'm writing an email. (laughs) You better write an email right now while you're all pumped up. While I'm all fired up. Totally. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Joe. This is great. Cheers, dude.